presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, basketball world? Welcome back to another episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast. We are pretty deep into this playoffs run. The conference finals are coming up. Today's episode will preview the conference finals, talk a little bit about the semifinals, recap those matchups, go over a little bit of NBA news. But first, let me introduce my co-hosts. Mr. Burden, how you doing today, my friend? It's been Man, a while. It's been, I'm feeling all right, you know. Last night McQueen died, but, you know, I'll trudge through. I'll trudge through life. We'll have to keep going. You got to. <laughs> you got to. You got to. All right. Now, also uh, bringing back one of a new voice I introduced a couple episodes ago, Mr. Mr. Troy Jackson, my good friend. There's one way to describe you today, and that's heartbroken. How are you doing, Mr. Philly fanatic? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm I'm recovering. Let's put it like that. I'm recovering. I'm uh trying to digest what happened, and uh, that should be us playing next round. Instead, we're going home off a of, uh, <laughs> of a busted beater, so it's it's tough. Four but clanks. I'm, I'm pushing through, <laughs> and it doesn't help. My uh Max graduated, and we went to um we went to dinner. And then um, she had um, we were I was just eating my burger, and she told me to look up to be an asshole, and it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was the shot, <laughs> the shot. Oh, oh man, what what a series, though! What a series. We'll definitely go ahead and talk about that real quick. But gentlemen, it's man, it's been a while, a little bit, probably about a, about a month and a half or so. Dang, these it's definitely going by fast. Uh. Man, I think these these are some good games so far. Good series, a lot of surprises, different things happening, and a lot of things that I didn't predict right. To be honest with you guys, <clears throat> Boston. But um, yeah, I'm, we're all in it for here. Let, no, let's get into this real quick for you guys. I actually want to ask you here, and uh, this one's for you, Marcus. And the NBA news up front so far. Your boy, your former boy, Kristaps Porzingis. Actually involved in a uh, European brawl match in the club. How do you feel about that, Marcus? You gonna go defend him? Who? He ain't a Nick no more. <laughs> I don't care. Why are the Russians he mad? He ain't, he ain't jumped to New York. Why are Russians mad that he left New York though? I mean, I, to me, it's just a wild, crazy story. It, it can't be. There's no way. Cause the rest of America doesn't believe that there's. Anywhere outside of New York in America? <laughs> you so, mean the rest of the world? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this this so, is this is the story just doesn't really make sense. I, I guess. I guess if you want to be that upset, you didn't want to be in New York. Like New York was going anywhere. I mean, there's probably some more to it, but you know whatever. It's not like they're gonna say, Oh, Kristoff got jumped by some dude he's only thirty years and had a beat against. They're not gonna say that, so I don't I don't know. Who knows if we'll ever really know what happened. Yeah, that that, that was that was that was the uh, TMZ moment for the NBA so far. And ironically, it was uh, Chris Dasporzingis involving some overseas brawl match over there. By the way, Josh yeah. Jackson was arrested for um, trying to break into the Rolling Loud tour down south in Miami. Was he just trying to get into like VIP or was it like just yeah like itself? dude you make six you made six million dollars this year you couldn't get VIP yourself somebody couldn't help you out could you buy a normal ticket like no one likes Josh Jackson 
that's really interesting. And then the thing is with him is that now that he's on the trade block and there's teams actually interested in him. Well, there's the NBA for you. That's definitely interesting. Shout out to Josh Jackson, man. Next time, dude, just just buy a ticket, bro. Just buy a ticket. All right, let's switch over here really quick. That's your uh, TMZ update for the NBA. Let's switch on over here real quick to some uh, coach hirings. Uh, we'll start first with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers out of left field. Um, they did hire Michigan's John Bielen. And um, I actually think this one was... Uh, this is this is best as they could probably do. Try something new. Try a new flavor. And uh, something for John, you know, he can come into and try out i mean worst worst case they go ahead and be a lottery team next year as we all expected um you know if you have the high reward you do 35 40 wins i guess yeah. i mean that's low risk high reward how do you feel about that hiring t they're rebuilding so i don't i don't mind it you want a coach that's gonna uh like a, a coach that's pretty much i don't want to say new to the game but a coach that will let management, I guess, do what they want without much say. So let the rebuild. It's kind of like when the uh, when the Sixers hired Brett Brown. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at the hiring. I mean, they just they just got to get back on the right track. Actually, get back on the right track because people forget. Like before LeBron got there, they were sorry always in the lottery. Then he got there, and then they got good, and now they're back in the lottery again. So yeah, I mean, for him coming in, I think personally for you know John himself coming from Michigan and into the NBA. This is probably the best transition for him. So not a lot of expectations, a lot of high expectations. And again, I mean, if they, they, for them to come in, they would pretty much have to overachieve and win, what, 35, 40 games at the most. And then, you know, I start to open up and say, oh, wow, this guy, you know, can do it. But again, if they go ahead and be a lottery team again, it's no sweat. I mean, that's what we expected from them anyways. And Cleveland, um, you know, it's about, it all depends on the draft lottery too, if they get the number one pick or not. Kind of going from there, but uh, yeah, you know, like I said, that 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 you guys said definitely a good hiring there. Uh, the next actually hiring is what the hell is going on in Laker Town? Frank Vogel is the head coach of the Lakers. They actually made it official here on Monday, and they are expecting Jason Kidd to be a top assistant coach. And uh, like Stephen A. said, this doesn't happen. This only happens, and Frank Vogel was accepting of Jason Kidd being on the bench with him. I don't think any other coach wanted to have that. You know, Ty Lue didn't want to have that. Uh, how do you how do you guys feel about Frank Vogel? Depends on the roster. Definitely depends on the roster. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that move is like a setup to where, okay, we want Frank Vogel, but we really want Jason Kidd, but we didn't want to hire Jason Kidd. So what we're going to do is if Frank Vogel isn't where he needs to be by all-star break, we're just going to fire him and just make Jason Kidd the coach. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, they're all LeBron, yes, man, so it doesn't really matter. Um, maybe, yeah, I'll give them 45, uh, depending on who they sign in the offseason. Well, that, if, if they only get Kyrie, then, you know, 45 wins is probably, you know, around what they'll get. Well, that's here's the thing. I don't think Vogel's ever had the opportunity to really coach an all-star studded team either. Uh, I mean, granted, they had Paul George. Uh, George Hill was on that team in the, the Indiana days. Um, you know Roy Hibbert. I mean, but these guys weren't perennial all stars. You know, you let's say you get LeBron James, um, you get him some help. Um, Kyrie comes over. Uh, the magic, um, the magical happening of uh, Anthony Davis somehow is traded over there, 
let's say you get two or three guys, you know, you have LeBron and two other All-Stars, right? I think this will be a test to see how he can manage that. And then also, when he does have a good team on a good roster, he's able to do something with it, right? So I'll give him some credit, right? So, I mean, let's see here. The twice that he went to uh, the conference finals, obviously lost to LeBron James. Um, he was able to lead the Pacers to, uh, you know, the division championship a couple of years that they went to the conference finals. So they definitely, there were teams that when he had an all-star team, he was able to coach him up to something. But yeah, I mean, look again, this is, this is the, such the backwardness of LA. Like what the hell is going on with them? Want to put Who's Jason not- Kidd on the bench and just hire him as the coach. I mean, you can fire him later. I'm with you when you're right. I don't know if you just fired, you know, two coaches in one season though. You know, I think that's what they're trying to not do. This way, it's not a scandal again when they fire one of them this season. One of them's gonna get fired, and the other one's gonna stay. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really intrigued of, of how the conversation with Tyler went. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, we want Jason get on the bench next to you, and if you can't make that happen, you know, he's like, oh, you know what, I'm out. I mean, he was so close, so close to being hired. And I honestly think that the Tyler hiring would have been only only because obviously the history of LeBron James, but I think that. You know, he's been there, done that before. And I think that he has had the experience. And again, if you bring up, hell, if you have the reunion with him, LeBron and Kyrie, and you bring in Anthony Davis, or you bring in someone else as the free agent, some of the things can happen. They'll, they'll, they've, most of those guys have been there, done that. They can make some magic happen. Um, but yeah, definitely depending on the roster. I mean, how about this, guys? Buy or sell Frank Vogel being there after the All-Star break? I'm inclined to sell. It I'll feels buy it. weird. I'll it buy it. It feels weird to have two coaches. I'll buy it. One of them's I feel like they'll get off to a fast start, and that at least buy him. I don't think he'll get fired. I like he'll probably last to the end of the year, and if he don't play well, then they'll fire him. Because I just don't see them firing two coaches in what less than a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think both. I think one of them is gone for the All Star break. I'm just not sure which one. If they hire Vogel, I think they'll keep Vogel throughout the year. I don't think because secondly, he's the head coach, so I don't think they'll sit there and just fire him because they had a bad start or whatever. Because I don't, I mean, personally, like, like I told people this, like, they got, even though they, before LeBron got hurt, they were off at the fast, they was off to a good start. They were like, what, fourth in the West? But people got to remember, everybody was, everybody wasn't themselves. Houston wasn't themselves. Utah wasn't themselves. The Thunder wasn't playing well. So eventually, they were going to be where they were at, either fighting for the eighth seed or out of the playoffs, because eventually, even if you have LeBron, everybody else is winning as well. And with that roster, the way it was currently constructed, they weren't going to be able to keep up with how they were playing. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with you guys. I definitely see that maybe maybe end of the season. But e- either way, like I said, if you guys are planning to keep, you know, a kid at some point to make the coach, I mean, like, like what is all this, dude? Just just handle business straight up. You're You're walking on a thin line already. You know, you have the one of the weirdest rosters next to LeBron James. Some weird things happen in the offseason. Magic just dips out. I mean, this is just a hot mess for them. Just a hot mess for the Lakers. And the, again, it, like, how, how can you take a uh, franchise this serious? You know, we always sit here and talk about the premier franchises, the big markets, the, you know, oh, we got the 16 championships, blah, 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 or the Lakers, or Lakers-Celtics rivalry, things like that. But how are you going to take this such a, a serious uh, matter when it comes down to some of these moves they're making, right? Like when, when you got free free agents are going to come over there because one reason probably, and that's probably because I, we're, we're from Cali. You know, we grew up watching the Lakers. You want to get a taste of being a Laker. You know, that's kind of like LeBron saying, you just want a taste of, of that championship or, uh, you know, the uh, 
atmosphere of LA and obviously make his movies. But dude, like if you just want to hire a kid, just do it, man. But uh, no, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think at some point, you know, in all reality, uh, I think Vogel, you know, depending on how many superstars he has, we'll see how he does. And obviously, it's LeBron James team. He's going to do what he's got to do with it. Alrighty, gentlemen, let's go ahead and switch on over to a quick recap here of the semifinals. We'll start with the Eastern Conference here, and pretty much the first team that was out of the playoffs in the semifinals was number four Boston Celtics. Uh, pretty much a gentleman's sweep from the Milwaukee Bucks, and um, originally I thought that Boston was going to take the series. Marcus, who did you yeah. have taking the series? Can't root for Boston, so I had Milwaukee. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I never liked Boston's whole uh, mishmash uh, Frankenstein roster they're putting together. I never thought any of them were really a good fit. It felt like Atlanta kind of just thrown together. Uh, so as far as cohesion, uh, cohesiveness, I'm not surprised that they felt like that in the series. Uh, I think they exposed Kyrie, which was probably the game plan going into the series. And it worked. I mean, I, here's the thing. I think that at some point, and we were talking about this before the show, what the hell happened between game one and game two? And I get it, like, let's not discredit the Bucks and their defense and the adjustments of a series, but what the hell happened between game one and game two, right? Because after game one, it was a complete downfall. I mean, Kyrie went from shooting his normal, you know, 40, you know, a little bit above 40%, and the last four games, he just kind of shit the bed. It was terrible. This is playoff Kyrie, and playoff Kyrie isn't necessarily always bad, right? I think he had a great series against Indiana. Um, so here's the, here's the, you know backtracking on on the Celtics. That first of all, I didn't think that they were going to have this great of a first round series. I thought that the Pacers were probably going to push them to six games, maybe seven, right? When we did their preview episode, I was like, you know what? There's a good opportunity for the Boston Celtics to go ahead and get I think you- a little bit of you know hustle from them. I mean, if they had Old Depot, maybe that series turns out different against Indiana. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Hands down. Harry had no one, like, badgering him that whole series. He had no one to go one-on-one with. Like, who was he going one-on-one with? Like, you know, I don't even know the backup point card for Indiana. So I don't even try to lie. But I, yeah, hands down, definitely. If, if definitely if Victor Old Depot was in this series, this is a different series. But given what the cards were dealt, I feel like, you know, knowing who the Celtics were, this was like a fool's goal series to me, right? For, for me personally. So what happens is Kyrie comes in, he's he's hooping, the Celtics are hooping, and they had some decent close games. They were close games, but they still pulled out the W. They made the plays down the stretch. I mean, they were just moving the ball. You had Al Horford making some shots. I mean, he was, you know, on the receiving end from, you know, Kyrie drawing the defense. All right, great, cool. You get to game one against Milwaukee. It's a double-digit win. All right, cool. We, we're we rolling. It's, it's the playoffs. All right, it's a new season. We're in here. And then <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what had happened. And again, not trying to discredit too much at Milwaukee, but there was too much talent on that Boston Celtics team. Uh, just moving forward, though, for, for the Celtics, let me ask you, T, what Kyrie dips out and you got maybe a couple of trade chips, right? What's next for the Boston Celtics with or without uh, Kyrie? All right, so I'm going to take my fan, off, my fan hat off and be, you know, because... Personally, I would like to see them fail because I don't like them. I'm a Chaser fan, but I'm going to take that off. So I'm going to take the hat off. So as I was saying earlier, they were better without Kyrie because without Kyrie, granted, they didn't have a closer, 
but everybody trusted one another. Now, because you have Kyrie, he's the closer and he demands so much more of the ball to where now Jason Tatum's not getting his touches. Terry Rozier is not getting his touches. You know what I'm saying? Marcus Morris isn't as productive. Al, I mean, Al Horford's still doing his thing, but they just trusted each other better. And then Kyrie leaned on too much of, it's my time in the playoffs. I'm going to bring y'all home. And it, they just never were cohesive from the get-go. So they, Kyrie's gone. Kyrie's gone. You can forget about Anthony Davis. I say keep the roster the way they have it with Jason Tatum, with Rozier, with Jalen Brown, with um, Horford. I mean, you're not going to move Gordon Hayward, so you will keep him. And just let Brad Stevens do his thing. I mean, they could still be what? What were they? Four in the East? That's a realistic that's that's a realistic goal for them next year, four in the East. Cause depending on what Toronto does, if Kawhi doesn't stay, then they could probably be top three. Cause if Kawhi doesn't stay, Toronto don't make the playoffs. That's my personal opinion. But they get rid of Kyrie. Well, if Kyrie leaves, that's probably the best thing for them to do is for Kyrie to leave. Cause I don't see them uh I don't see Kyrie staying and them being any better than what they were this year. I mean, yeah, I would agree with that for the most part. You got to, again, if there's anything that you want to be hopeful for as a Boston fan, and even if Kyrie leaves, is that you you definitely have a couple of trade chips. You got maybe a draft pick or two. I mean, but I feel like it's a little too late. That window is starting to really close, and it's almost shut. Kyrie walks out there, that window's almost shut, right? So now you have this Gordon Hayward contract. You have an aging Al Horford, um, you know, if you were to, by God's grace, land Anthony Davis, there's a saving hope right there. Um, but you know, this is this is something where you know, with with the transition of what's going on right now, like this was like the window. This was their their opportunity, their chance. I mean, you know, before the season, we hit. Well, we were talking, hey, Warriors and Celtics, right? And then the season starts, and things don't really look as promising. The Bucks take off, the, the Raptors take off. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, Boston will get to the playoffs. And again, they definitely fool's goal for me when that first round series happened, the first game happened. Like, all right, cool. You know what? I think I'm safe. <laughs> I, I think to say the bet's safe to say that Boston can go ahead and compete with this Milwaukee team, take it to the next step. But uh, definitely at some point, man, I think that Kyrie Irving was just uninterested and he was out. He was like, you know what? Why even waste time? So basically, he just bricked his way out of the playoffs. And, um, Kudos to Milwaukee during the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, any any thoughts on that so far, Marcus? On the Boston, what's next for them? Uh, I think what should be next for them is getting rid of Kyrie, getting rid of Gordon. I mean, who do they think they do they? All right, so if they get rid of Kyrie, they get rid of Gordon. They're clearly not. But let me ask you this though, really quick. I don't mean to interject. Who who's going to take who's going to take Gordon? Nobody's going with that contract. Yeah, that's that was my next question. I think it's going to be really hard to that's move true. Gordon. It's going to be hard to move anyone on their team because they're all like 30-something and, you know, they're all like number twos. Honestly, I think I think Gordon comes back fine next year. I just think he was out. I think the same thing. Like, PG was a little bit better when he first came back. So I'm going to give Gordon a pass this year. And I think next year he'll be back to the closer to the Gordon Hayward that mm-hmm. they were expecting, which they're, which they're going to need if they let Kyrie go. But the problem is, is that Gordon Hayward, Tatum, and Brown all play the same position. So you're going to have to get rid of somebody because you can't have Kyrie. You can't have Rogier. Then we're going to make Brown play the two, uh, Hayward play the three, and Tatum play the four. But they're all pretty much the same player. So how do you work around that? Yeah, and that's what I think. I think at some point, if if you can't, just because of the way his contract is, if you can't move Hayward, at least you have Tatum, who is a promising young player. Um, you do have Terry Rozier. 
And if you can, just hold on to Jalen Brown because I think he fits where he's at right now on that team. Uh, I don't think he's an issue. So I think there's, you know, those two guys, let's say you make a stab at you know, Anthony Davis if you have to. Um, definitely, you know, unfortunately, you're going to have to part ways with Jason Tatum. So I think that that's a, tra- a trade chip that they have first and foremost. Um, but to get back and stay competitive, I mean, they you can't just like Kyrie walk in and then keep the team that you have now. Again, like you said, there's, there's some Asian players on that team. Um, I mean, you do have Marcus Smart as there. Uh, you have Rosier that can come off the bench. Um, some of the, you know, they, they definitely need a little bit more depth at the uh, the big man spot as well. Once, you know, Hayward, uh, excuse me, uh, Horford goes out. Um, I mean, he's got, what, probably a year or two left on his contract. So, I mean, and he's, you know, looking like a step behind too as well. Um, you know, Horford actually has, uh, yeah, not, next season will actually be his last season. He'll make $30 million. And, uh, I don't think they are going to want to give him any more than that after that season. I mean, he's going to have to take some, in my opinion, he's probably going to take veterans minimum or like mid-level, uh, exception money somewhere else or perhaps in Boston. Wow. I don't know about, I don't know about all that. I don't think he drops in that much value. I don't know. You think someone's going to give him 20 mil? I don't think no. I don't think more he's that much. I don't, I don't think I don't he think makes more. I don't think he's mid level exception though. Here's yeah, the thing. Just, oh, yeah, there, at all. Well, I, if he wants to stay competitive, he wants to compete for a championship. I don't think he's uh-huh. going to make fifty million anywhere else. No one's going to throw fifty. These contracts are, you know, money's running out, so the dry is getting, you know, the well is getting dry. I don't think he's taking. I don't think he's making. The only time he's making fifty mil somewhere is if someone's going to throw that for as a one year deal. So, so it's a, a contender. And if, if he wants to stay with a contender, if he just wants to make some money enjoy the rest of his career i would say maybe taking taking it from i don't know a lottery team taking a contract from lottery team kind of doing a kevin love thing or you know channing fry and just kind of hanging out at the end of his career and making some kind of money so it's about money for al horford i think he, there's no way it's, it's someone's paying him 15 mil for a couple years i think that maybe a one-year deal and see how it goes or maybe you pull a uh, demarcus cousins Mm, Demarcus Cousins. How hurt is Horford right now? Is he hurt right now? No, I don't think he's. A, no, 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 he's not hurt at all. It's just, I mean, he's not going to get the money he's getting right now. That's the point. So again, now his, what's attractive about him next year, going into next year, is he does have that thirty mil expiring. So the nice part about it is, again, if a team like again, maybe he didn't pull something off with the uh, Pelicans. You know, you send Horford expiring. You send over Jason Tatum um, and Rozier if if the contracts all work out, give or take maybe a pick. Again, that now that's a whole lot for Boston to give up for Anthony Davis. But again, you let Kyrie Irving walk. I think what's next for the Celtics is that there's got to be some kind of drastic move for them to stay competitive. Otherwise, I don't know. What are you guys looking at? You're looking at Tatum. You're looking at Rozier. You're looking at Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and Hayward. Is that team good enough to really compete with the growing Sixers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and let's say Kawhi is still there in Toronto? But, I mean, you got to look at it, though, because, like, what are the Sixers going to do next year? It's no guarantee we signed Tobias. No guarantee we signed Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Ben Simmons don't get a shot, and we and we still can't execute down the stretch, as much as I hate to say it, they're good enough to beat us because they did it. they did it before. They did it before. Uh, they did it two, not last year, but the year before. So they're capable of doing it. It's it true. really depends it's on true. what. Because if Kawhi, I mean, even if Kawhi stays there, he needs more help, and they're cap strapped as well. Especially if he signs along, 
the match there. So you're looking at the same team. And I like as much as even though they beat us, like it took every bit of Kawhi doing everything in their power to beat us. And the other he needs more help. The other players don't step up. So you're really looking at what? The Bucks, the Pacers, uh, uh-huh. the Nets. Unless 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 the Knicks get KD and Kyrie, but even then, that I don't think that's enough to win you a championship. Just them two and a bunch of role players, because that's probably what it's going to have to be. I, I will I say this: I if Kyrie is on a Knicks jersey, I'm flying up to New York. <laughs> Me and James Dolan are having words because I, I that nigga is not any team's future. I'm sorry. He's. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this though. I think the Boston Celtics. I think with Danny Ainge, the way he's been moving, so conservative. Again, if there is not a shot or you're not in the conversation for Anthony Davis this summer and you go without getting Anthony Davis, you stay put. Uh, you, you play a year without Kyrie Irving and you see how that team is. I mean, at that point, because he, he's a walking free man if he wants to, right? You still got Rozier. Uh, you got to keep him a little bit happy because apparently he's not too happy. But um, I feel like uh, you know, Brad Stevens is going is to get that team to compete. So I think that if they stay conservative, if, if Ange keeps conservative, Sure, let's try without Kyrie one more time and then go from there. But again, you got to make a play if Davis is on the trading block. And, um, but see, here's I'm gonna play those advocate. I don't think you do because you're keeping the core together for what you already you had Kyrie for two years. And if he leaves, you had a chance to convince him that didn't work. So you're going to give up another core piece to convince Anthony Davis to stay in Boston. Nah, I don't think you make that move because then you're giving up because basically you're dismantling talent, hoping that you can get back enough to win and convince him to stay. It was different when Toronto gave up DeMar DeRozan because you're getting up DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, but you're giving up and they're pretty much established players. You're giving up young pieces that could potentially help you down the stretch for a one-year rental of Anthony Davis. It's not like you're sitting there getting three years of Anthony Davis. He has one year you don't convince them, you walk. And let's say they want Rogier and they want Tatum. Now you're in what? You you know, lost Kyrie, you know, lost Anthony Davis, you know, lost Rozier, you know, lost Jason Tatum. Now you're stuck with who? Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, Al Horford. That's too much talent to be losing. So I wouldn't even try to go after him unless I know for a fact Anthony Davis is staying put. And then even if you give up Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum, and you get Anthony Davis, I still don't think you have enough because now you're messing with the core chemistry so you still got like i said before a bunch of other good players with anthony davis it'd be like the same it'd be a better it'd just be a better situation of him in new orleans my honest opinion I, because I, you, yeah you know I, I think i think it's, it's, that's a good point but here's the problem is that in the way we, the way the nba is going now is that you paul george you took the risk of paul george the Raptors took the risk this year and so far it's working out for them so it's just a trend of the nba and making a play for these guys so Again, you know, um, it's tough. I think that the way that, again, I don't see it happening, but I think if Danny, because Danny Ainge is playing so conservative right now, I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think he's got, he's just, he's just hoarding those draft picks. He's hoarding his his players. I think if he would have made a move, it would have been made. Uh, It would just be interesting. Because I think after Kyrie leaves, I mean, you'll have nothing but to give it again a shot. So what you're saying right now, T, is basically just, just give it a shot without Kyrie at this point. So if you don't give up all your don't give up all your chips for you know AD, yeah. And also trying to make a play in uh, the summer of twenty twenty if Davis you know is a free agent. I mean, and I get that it's a waiting game to see as well. Uh, you, I mean, you do have the thirty mil of Horford coming off the books in the summer of twenty twenty. So I mean, that is something. Yeah, 
I I I would just wait. If I was Boston, I would wait because the draft picks that you were thinking about that's going to be so lucrative really isn't that isn't that lucrative no more. Like the Sacramento pick was supposed to be a very good pick, and unless you know, what I'm saying like we'll find out on Tuesday, but that's probably the bottom lottery. And I think they got like a couple more picks coming up from the Clippers. But the Clippers are looking to be better than what people thought they were going to be. So now that's not lucrative. And I think they got a Memphis pick. And by then, Memphis might be good as well. So the picks that you were making on being good aren't won't be what you thought they would be. So you right, just need right. to play for the now instead of playing for the future. Because playing for the future is what got you to this point. And if they would have went all in, they might have, if they would have went in maybe like a year or two earlier, they might have won a championship. Because remember, before they traded Isaiah Thomas, to get Kyrie, they were in the conference finals. It wasn't like they were just this sorry team. Like they oh, were yeah. in the conference finals. They just didn't have they it was just they just ran into LeBron. If they play anybody else, they probably beat they probably in the finals that year. They probably beat they probably beat whoever they play if they don't run into LeBron. Yeah, and well, I mean this I think it's a testament of being too um being too uh it's just that quick turnover that you want, right? So I think it's that quick success that you want. I mean, again, like you said, they were in that Eastern Conference Finals, and now they definitely backtracked. You're about to lose Kyrie Irving, a guy that came in you traded for that was going to be like your your future, your centerpiece to it all, right? So, um, you know, he was happy to be in the jersey and then live on the Boston legacy, blah blah blah. So I, mean, I think it's just definitely two steps back for them. But no, I definitely will see what happens in the offseason. Of course, it depends a lot on what's going on around them as well, what movements happens. Uh, let's move on to the next series here that wrapped up just the other night. The Raptors and Sixers, seven games deep. Fort Clanks and Philly. See you later till October. T, to open this up, man, the floor is yours. All right, so I remember we had this conversation, right? <laughs> And um, I told you we lost a series when we lost game four. And you was like, nah, we got it. And then we got blown out game five and we blew them out game six and we lost game seven. And even though we lost game seven up a heart off of uh, four clinks in a, in a shot, but um, <laughs> four clinks in a bounce, that's what I'm going to call it. But they just, we lost a series when we lost game four. We had a chance to go up 3-1 and we didn't get it done. Now granted, you know, and be was wasn't healthy and everything like that but and i'm not knocking him my whole thing is you can't be out there performing the way you perform game three and talking all that trash with the helicopter and then come out here looking like shit the rest of the series pretty much they want to blame it on your iv and everything like that like we get the the physical aspect of it which you need being messed up everything else if you're gonna go out there and showboat like you did you got to perform and we better resign Jimmy Buckets, because we we really need him. But we just like we we just like Kawhi beat us pretty much. It was a one man show the whole series, and he just flat out beat us. And then the same thing that played us last year played us this year down the stretch, just late game execution. I I'm one I'm probably maybe in the the uh, unpopular opinion that don't believe Brett Brown should be fired. I feel like we should bring everybody back. My personal opinion, if I could get if if we're going to max out Tobias. Why don't we just max out Klay Thompson? I would love to have Klay Thompson and Jimmy Butler, and then you're looking at a completely different team. But Ben Simmons also has to learn how to shoot. That was if, if Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, we we probably win that series in five. If he just even gets a mid range, but the fact that he doesn't shoot at all, and everybody want to complain about Embiid, why um why isn't Embiid posting up? But you can't necessarily really post Embiid up because you got to put Ben on the wing, and he can't shoot. So it's really five on four when you're playing offense when Ben's not being aggressive. And it's frustrating because when you see in game six, 
he's just out here being aggressive. And you saw in the net series, he's out here being aggressive. I believe in game two and game three, he was out there being aggressive. And I'm just sitting there going like, why can't you do this the whole game? Like, we need you to get a shot. Instead of out here messing around with the Kardashians, you should have got a shot last year. And I, I feel like that is the, <laughs> like for real. Like I'm, I'm, I'm you understand you almost hella pissed. I'm sitting there going like you out here hanging with the Kardashian. Get your ass in the gym. Like what is you doing? You and Markel folks need to be locked up in the gym somewhere learning how to shoot. Like just learning Facts. how to shoot. <laughs> you out you out here want to be out there with them and you don't want to know how to shoot. Like I'm saying, like T Mac said, I'm willing to work with you in off season, but you want to work out with Magic Johnson. No offense. I love Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson wasn't a shooter. You need to learn how to shoot. Because if you're going to be a point guard, you got to shoot in this league. Either that or make him a point forward and just put him at the power forward and get a real point guard. But if he learns how to shoot, we're, we're like everybody says this and I agree with them. We're a jump shot away of winning the NBA Finals. But because he, he doesn't know how to shoot, there's a lot of pressure on Embiid. There's a lot of pressure on Jimmy Buckets. There's a lot of pressure on Tobias Harris because we don't know what game Ben Simmons is going to have because we know he can't He's limited offensively. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't really get it. You didn't even play year one. I don't know why you just wasn't in the damn gym the whole damn offseason trying to learn how to shoot. You wasn't He playing. was. He was with Markel Fultz. Neither one of them was shooting. Oh, man. It's just... Marcus, would you agree I, with the Philly faithful over I, here? I mean, I don't think they're a jump shot away from winning the title, but, I mean, I do definitely think Ben Simmons needs one. And I, I, I'd be joking when I say that, you know, Markel Fultz ruined his shot too, but I really do think there's a connection. With, <laughs> I needed one of those two to have a jump shot and they both was in Philly, but no, let's talk about that. So I think Philly is kind of in the weird spot where Boston is, where they have both Jimmy and Tobias Harris. And I think they need to just pick an identity and go with one of them. And not have both of them there. I, now, I could be wrong. I didn't watch a lot of Philly. So, I don't know. Maybe the chemistry is better than I think. But I feel like those two, I don't know. I feel like they with those two, you don't really have an identity. You kind of have two opposite kind of superstars. Cause... Well, let me say this. Tobias isn't a superstar. He's a good player. But he's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's just going to get max money because that's what the market bears. But the issue is, it's just the fact that the the roster that we assembled late in the season, we didn't have a, a chance to really see them all play together because they were always hurt. And we got Tobias late in the season. And then Embiid was hurt or Butler was out or Simmons didn't play or Tobias didn't play. So that's why I say you need to give Brett Brown one more year. You need to give Brett Brown one more year and tell him we have to at least be in the Eastern Conference Finals game seven. And if we don't get there, then we don't get there. But we can't lose in the second round for the third straight year when it could have been avoided. But I would say bring give him one more year just off the simple fact that even though we had three shot clock violations down the stretch, I don't really I don't really feel like that's Brett Brown's fault. I mean, granted, he if he runs up the plays and the plays don't work, it's up to the players to execute the plays and nobody wanted to execute the plays. And so I, I will say it's his fault for for Ben Simmons not getting a jump shot. Because if Ben Simmons don't get a jump shot next year, we got to trade him. And everybody says trade him B, but Simmons, if Simmons can't shoot the way this league is going, he doesn't be, he's not aggressive every night. It's one thing if he was like Russell Westbrook aggressive every night and he just can't shoot. I can live with that. But you don't even attempt to shoot. At least Giannis attempts to shoot to where you got to respect that. People are playing you from the foul line. And it, that's, that, that's, that's disrespectful. So he has to learn how to get a jump shot. Here's, here's the reason why I say I feel like we're, a Ben Simmons jump shot away from a title if we keep everybody in place. Because we should have won the rap 
the series, but we did it. And when and before we I think even before we had Tobias, we played the Warriors close. Now now this depends because if, if Kevin Durant stays with the Warriors, we're we're not a jump shot away from from winning the NBA finals. But if Kevin Durant leaves the Warriors, I think I I think we could take the Warriors to seven. I think that's how talented we are because then B gives them problems. But Ben Simmons has to find a jump shot. If Ben Simmons can find a jump shot and we can surround a little bit more shooters around Embiid, we'll be good. But this this loss was this loss hurt because I I mean after we lost game three, like I was telling everybody, even if it goes seven, I just don't I don't see us winning two games in Toronto. I, honestly, I would have rather got blown out by forty again than to lose the way we lost. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's, it's devastating. No, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's some thing. young team shit y'all did. Y'all ain't step on a neck when y'all should have. The, yeah, that's that's part of the thing too. Thank that. you. Exactly. We had we had we had them on the ropes. We had them on the ropes. We was up two one. We did the same shit. Uh, the year we the year the Magic went to the finals. We was up two one, and Hito hit that shot, and I knew the series was over. We had <laughs> yeah, you I'm guys like a seven seed, six seed, anyways. <laughs> we was eight seed that year. Young teams just don't know how to kill. It's it's kind of offensive. You yeah. figure if you're young, all you want to do is kill the old guy, but I don't know. But here, here's going forward for Philly. There's a lot to kind of figure out. So, like, Reddick becomes a free agent. I think, like, just to keep some of the core guys together, too, and, like, nice role players, right? So he's very flexible, right? So he took less. He's The first year he was in Philly, he took 20 mil for the one-year contract. Took 12 mil for the uh, second time he's in Philly. Look, if he really loves the team, wants to take a pay cut. Want, I, here's what I, everyone needs to kind of get together and say, look, Let's run it back. Jimmy Butler actually has a player option. Let's say he's like, look, you know what? I don't feel like restructuring anything or signing a long-term contract. I'll opt into my player options, 19 mil. All right, cool. Reddit comes and says, hey, let me help out with relief on the salary cap. Tobias, what do you want? What do you want to do? Figure something out. Do a short-term contract, but like run it back. I really want to see this team come back because I like what I like what I saw from them. I really had high hopes for them. And, you know, and I, took, I took Philly in the series and again, Right or wrong in the series, it was that close. Corey Clanks and then going through the net, I was wrong. But take it, run it back. I mean, this team has so much potential. Um, Embiid wasn't, you know, obviously healthy for a lot of the series from the first part of it, I should say. So, you know, kind of towards the end, everyone started catching their win. And you're right, T. I mean, this team didn't really get the perfect time to really gel together as one unit. But again, just run it back, man. Keep Brett Brown. Get, you know, get this stuff figured out with Reddick. Uh, the the free agency. Uh, figure out what Tobias is really demanding. If he's willing to be flexible, and you know, take a take a two year deal, a player option on the second deal. I mean, Tobias, look, if it doesn't work out this time, you know, go get your money. You he has an opportunity to still shine in that system there. So you know, if it doesn't work out in Philly, just go ahead and take take your career somewhere else, and go ahead and get max money somewhere else after you know the if you Philly fails after next year, or if it isn't really promising. Um, so I think that that has. To I think Tobias can get paid a lot of places. I like to buy. I, no, I really do think so too. But I think at the same time, like he can, he can risk staying in Philly one more year and getting some shine and still being able to play at a high level there too. Definitely get his shots. I think he complements them well. Um, but yeah, I think for Philly, like that's that's devastating, man. Like <laughs> that 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 right there was just poetry emotion. I mean, you know, shout out to the the mid range jump shot. Well, you know, we'll get into that you know sooner or later here with with the whole you know CJ McCollum, but. I mean, just like seeing that, being able to just, it doesn't have to be a three-point shot just in transition or just jacking it up. Because Kawhi had plenty of time just to turn and jack a three if he wanted to, but he didn't. So, you know, uh, shout out shout out to Kawhi on that one. Uh, but yeah, moving forward to Philly, I think that's definitely important. Just please, everybody come back under one roof and say, hey, 
let's run it back. Kind of like what the uh, the Rockets said last year, or whoever the hell that was. But let's go ahead. Let's run it back really quick. And I mean, again, there. I really wanted to see Philly play the Bucks. I think that was my Eastern Conference Finals in my mind. I really wanted to see that happen a lot because I felt like those two teams, just Embiid and Giannis. I mean, there's the two guys that just troll and clown so much just for see them go back and forth in the series would be awesome because they're very passionate not to say Kawhi isn't but uh that would have been a fun series to watch so i'm kind of mad about not seeing that um getting into the western conference some of these guys that wrapped up here uh first and foremost we'll talk blazers and nuggets um i personally had the nuggets take i had this a seven game series um i think the nuggets would have taken it just Jokic a little bit too much of him the guard play i thought from Denver would have been a little bit better, but uh, Murray struggled in that last game. And then the experience from Portland came through. Um, I'm not really too much of a... I didn't believe in Portland, I'll be honest with you, as a third seed. But, I mean, this year I felt like they were better of a team. Um, Marcus, how do you feel about the Blazers in this series and so far in their playoff run? I love the Blazers. I love what they're doing. I like that they're fast. I like that they're... Uh... They're confident in what they're doing, and I wish nothing but the best for them. I love CJ. I love Dame. Uh, I've, I really hope that they, you know, give Golden State a run for their money, and I hope we have a good series out of it. I don't want this to be, you know, a pushover series like some people are saying. I've heard some people say, you know, Golden State in four, Golden State in five. <laughs> I hope, I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, I can also see it happening because Golden State's got a very favorable matchup right now. But I don't know, man. I've seen Dave surprise people before, and I think he'll do it now. I think he'll do it again. I can see him sneaking out a couple wins, but you know, Golden State's probably hanging another banner this year. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just based on this series with the Nuggets too. Like, what was your impression coming to it? Did you think that the Nuggets had a little bit too much, especially with Nurkic out? I mean, you know, you had Cantor that came I mean, and filled filled in the roles there. But I mean, I remember we talked about it, and I told you Portland was going to win. I just felt like. This is this was Portland's time to get to the Western Conference Finals, and they're going to beat the Warriors. This is the year to do it because I don't think I know KD's not playing Game One. I don't think KD's playing unless they get to the finals, and Demarcus Cousins ain't coming back. It's just unfortunate that Nurkic ain't playing, but I think Portland, after last year, was focused and motivated and embarrassed to get to where they needed to be at, and they played like the team that wanted it more. Like I'm not saying inexperience kicked in for the Nuggets, but I knew if Portland had to, I I I trusted Portland. Winning two games in Denver more than I trusted Denver winning two games in Portland. And yeah, I absolutely. Like- yeah, I, I, for me personally, I think I was blinded by a little bit about the hype behind. You know, there's a two seed they won. You know that next amount of games and they did they did well for the most part. I think consistently, but again, they're a young team. Um, I think a little bit of an inexperience, and then um, you just saw a team that was able to come out and close out games. I mean, whether Dame was shooting well or not in that game seven towards the end, you still had McCollum come in. Made that last, you know, last minute jump shot there, and he actually hit a couple jump shots down the stretch at the mid range, you know, pull ups. And um, I, I think it's nice to see for the league, man. It's just not they took smart shots, they ran plays very smart. You know, shout out to Terry Stotts. I mean, he didn't settle for just going with Dame Lillard, regardless. Okay, yeah, Dame hit that big shot to close out OKC, but he went with a hot hand, right? Because here's what was going to happen out of the timeout, it could have been Dame Lillard getting the ball, right? But they're like, nah, you know what. We're going to give it to our hot hand. CJ's, CJ's, we've been riding him. Let's go ahead and continue to ride him. And it's like, man, why don't, what has this happened in, in every other series or any other game? Like, we, I, I, I get, you know, you trust your star player, but 
sometimes you got to ride the hot hand and you know shout out to them for doing that i think that was perfect in a closeout game on the road they were down 17 points in the first half the series could have been over but they fought back uh when the series uh, excuse me when the score was what down nine at halftime i was like you know that's just too close too close dame dame hasn't caught fire yet i mean he had a couple threes down the stretch cj took over but that was that was nice to see um at least Again, I'm not too much of a fan of the Blazers, but um, you know, kudos to them. Got to give credit where it's due. Um, speaking of giving credit where it's due, let's talk about the uh, Houston Rockets failing to close out uh, and force a Game Seven. Um, at this time, you know, Marcus, you want the floor? I mean, like the they floor? have they have the biggest fraud of all time on their team. <laughs> uh, his name is one Clifford Paul's brother. And he has shown nothing but ineptitude in second rounds. Um, Houston's game plan is just so linear that if you can just impede one part of it, they're just not going to beat you. I mean, if Harden's not, if if you can cap Harden at like 25 to 30, they're not going to win. Harden needs to be up there at like 35 to 40 ish range for you to win and he just he just couldn't get there every night so if him and cp can't get you 80 together you're not gonna be comfortable i mean chris paul had one of, he had one of his best games in the entire playoffs actually probably the best game in the entire playoffs close out night and and they still lost and because at that point it didn't matter at this point, I'm kind of speechless because I, I, I've said this over and over. It was just frustrating. I mean, Saturday morning, getting together, you know, talking with a couple fellas after, you know, this happened. It was just like, dude, you know, I don't even want to talk about this no more. Let's just go ahead and focus on what's, what's to come next on these Game 7 Sunday, right? But I was done with this, dude. I don't understand when you have, your window is so tiny. It, it shrinks, it, it's shrunk, and, you know, it's, it's shrunk now. But your window was so small already everything was lined up perfectly for and then last year right last year you're up uh 15 points against the warriors with kd you got a chance to close the game out you fail all right you know what you didn't have cp3 you talked all the talk blah 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 you come into this season you get a, a gem a gift from god whatever you want to call it kd gets hurt he's out to you know the game one game definitely going to be out the rest of the series so you have two games basically knowing that you don't have kd right what was the game five, right? So you have a quarter and two games that you don't have KD. You blew it. You just blew it. I don't understand their their game either. I just don't understand Houston. Like contestant threes. Like this team was great moving the ball. I don't know what happened. Like you go from move not moving the ball to wanting to take contested threes all the time. Like D'Antoni, like do you I don't know, man. I'm just frustrated to talk about this. They they shut down Capella. They, there was no third option for Houston that whole series. Like, there really ever. wasn't. He had one there, of the worst series I've ever like, seen him play. Like, Capella put up nothing. Gordon put up nothing. The rest of Houston might well not have been there the whole series. Like, it wasn't, like, a good series for Houston, like, at all. There's nothing There's nothing more to say. We've with Everything's been, been beaten down <laughs> to say about Houston. Like, there's nothing <laughs> more to say. Their window is closed. And then James Harden, they asked James Harden after the game, like, what, what, what has to happen? We'll figure it, you know, I know what it is, and it's going to happen this... No, man, like, I don't understand what's next for Houston. I don't even know, want to know what's next. What's in your mind that happened for Houston next? Because 
What's going to happen? Are you guys going to take less threes? This is a team that shoots a high amount of threes, and they like that, and they prefer to do that. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're just, at times, it's just irritating to watch. It's very bad basketball to watch. Uh, I, mean, I mean, James Harden have, can get to the hole. They have no other personnel skill set. They have that and the high pick and roll with Capella. I just don't understand. You, you can, to, half the time, you can get to the basket. There's no one blocking shots. I mean, you know, you had uh, Looney playing there. Uh, you know, Draymond at the point at one point was probably the biggest player on the floor. He's not blocking any one shot like that consistently. Just take it to the hole. I don't know what happened to at least, you know, the mid-range or taking it to the hole. You know, I think they played a completely different game than they did last year. Uh, I felt like last year they're a little bit more complete of a team. I mean, you saw a little bit more of a variety from them on the offensive end. I think defensively they adjusted pretty well when KD went out. Um, they were able to throw a couple bodies at uh, Clay or um, Curry at some point, and you know, they flustered them a little bit. Um, but, you know, shout out to that. You know, Iggy still hit some shots. Um, but I want to say this about Golden State. Like, there's, I would never root for this Golden State team, but this is one point in time where I actually sat down and watched this game, and for once, I, I couldn't be upset about, about what happened. You just have to lay down and just give them kudos. Curry comes out and scores, what, 33 points in the second half. Doesn't give up, doesn't quit. There's no KD. You're on the road, you know, against Houston. You're actually not even favored in this game. And you win the game. Not even just win it, but you close the series out. You're like, you know what? And, and here's the thing. When they were down in that game and the, and the Rockets were coming back, it was no lay down, let me just go ahead and accept defeat and we'll go back to the Oracle and we'll close this out in seven. It was like, no, we're going to go back on this plane and we're not coming back to, you know, we're not bringing Houston back with us. So, you know, shout out to the Warriors. I got to give kudos where it's due. That's just what I have to say about the series so far. How about you, T? Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I knew the Rockets weren't going to beat the Warriors. If they didn't beat them last year, they definitely weren't going to beat them this year. I mean, but this was the perfect opportunity to beat them if you were going to beat them. I mean, because DeMarcus Cousins was out, who I believe they solely got to deal with Clint Capella. And then KD goes out. And then you finally, and then you finally, you're at home. KD goes out, you lose game five, and you come in game six. I, I watched the first half, and after the first half, I turned it off because I said, if Curry has zero points and you're, and you're not up double digits, you're not winning the game. So I turned it off because there was no point to watch. I knew it was going to happen. Curry's not going to stay. <laughs> Curry's not going to stay uh, uh, pointless, and he exposed for 33 in the second half. But I feel like, now I forget who said this earlier. Um, one of the analysts I said this earlier, but he made a good point. Steve Kerr made a, it won't be talked about, but Steve Kerr made a great adjustment, which was, um, which was that they had, uh, they made, um, he basically told everybody we're going 11 deep and he played 11 players and that kept Steph and Clay fresh down the stretch. And I think that was huge instead of with D'Antoni, what they played like six deep. So I think that that played a big part of it as well. And it was huge, but they, um, they're just better than the Rockets. Like they're just better run, and they they wanted it more. Like the Warriors play like team, like they were down three two, instead of up three two. If that makes sense. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like you have to give them kudos. Like it's this, in this in the lead and the talent that was anything going to happen. You could have had James Harden go off for 50, 50, 60 points if you wanted to. Let's just be silly here for a second. But the fact of the matter was, you're the best shooter in the league went scoreless in the first half yeah, and poured 33 points and one. look we can go all day again and again I I don't know what's next for Houston I think at this point you you went in and tried to build a team 
to beat the Warriors, and you you can't do it. You entertain it a little bit, but you can't do it. I mean, again, they what won two games in the series. I don't know what else to say. And then one one of them was what the game three was an overtime win, right? So maybe you scrape one out there. Game four, you had uh, a miss from KD and Curry down the stretch. And then here's the here's the, the talk of the town is the Warriors shooting struggles, right? So everyone's talking about that. And here comes Curry scoring 33 and a half. Close the game out. We're going home. Seeing the Western Conference Finals. So so be it. I don't know. What do you guys what would what what would be a successful summer for Houston at this point? Because you, you got you're paying Chris Ball about almost 40 mil. Um they lack a lot of depth. I think they sacrificed a lot of that when they made a couple of trades here and there. Um, you know, there's no Pat Bev, there's no Lou Williams. Um, Kenneth Fareed, that's another guy that I felt that whatever was going on with him, he just didn't play. They miss him. I mean, Nene is just definitely of age. I don't think he can keep up too well. Uh, there's a lot of silly ticky-tack um, passes and turnovers down the stretch and bad three-point shots. Um, how, how do you guys see? Let me ask you now. Let's not get blinded by the playoffs, but James Harden still your MVP? Yes, it's a regular season Reg- award. <laughs> so he's a regular season guy, right? So he's a regular season guy. Um, no, uh, I didn't think he was going to be MVP to begin with. I thought it was Giannis, just because they were what the AFC last year and went from the eighth to the first. And even though I mean you're playing in the East, the top four teams in the East. Or they, or you could have flip flopped them. You, they had a case for all one of them to make the finals, and then they were the best team in the league record wise. Now, it only, it, it was Giannis's to lose. So yeah, I don't think Harden was going to go back to back to begin with. I thought it was, I thought it was strictly Giannis's MVP award. So I never thought Harden had a chance. The way Giannis was playing, I didn't think Harden had a chance to win it this year. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, gentlemen, let's close out the show here and talk about our conference finals picks. Um, We'll start East Bucks and the Raptors. Who you got? How many games? It depends. Like, I'll give you two scenarios. If the Raptors play the way they played against Philly, Milwaukee and Milwaukee and five. If the Raptors play the way they're capable of playing, the Raptors in. And six, because I feel like the Raptors are good enough to beat the Bucks if they play the way they're capable of playing. But everybody has to step up. Everybody has to step up. Um, but if they don't, I can see like the I can see Toronto splitting in Milwaukee. Obviously, they're not winning game one, so I can see them winning game two. And then if they don't play the way they're supposed to be playing, I can see them getting swept in Toronto and then just getting and then just losing and just losing in Milwaukee. But it really just depends on how the rest of the team plays. Because you know how Kawhi is going to play. The question is, how are they going to stop? Not not stop Giannis, but contain Giannis. And then on top of that, how are they going to how are they going to get the other players involved? And Kyle Lowry has to step up. Because, I mean, it, it, and there's people that say there's playoff stuff and there's regular season stuff. Nah, it's regular season Kyle Lowry and it's playoff Kyle Lowry. And those are <laughs> two completely different, two completely different people. So... He's going to have to play well if they have any chance of winning this series because George Hilton already showed you he, he can explode when need to be. You know what I'm saying? Eric Blessel can explode when need to be. 
And it's crazy because they don't even have Malcolm Brogdon yet. And I think Toronto is supposed to be getting that other player back. I forget his name. I want to say his name is like OG or something like that. I think he's supposed to be coming back. Know, be, yeah. So that should help. But they, they got to be more, everybody's got to be more aggressive outside of, outside of Kawhi. And they do that. I really believe they can beat Milwaukee because I honestly, I don't think Milwaukee's been tested. I think Boston was overrated and Detroit was horrible. So, okay. Okay. What about you, Marcus? What's going on? Bucks, Raptors? Uh, I think it's going to come down to uh, the Toronto's number two scoring option every night because if Syacom can put up 20 every night, that's fine. Or if Lowry can put up 20 every night, that's fine. But they definitely need someone else to put up 20 a night to beat Milwaukee because I think Milwaukee's got too many weapons to the point that I think someone's, someone, someone else on Milwaukee is going to eat besides Giannis. But I don't know if someone on Toronto is going to eat besides uh, Kawhi. Especially given that uh, the last series, no one was really eating besides Saikam in the first couple of games. And then that got slowed down towards the end of the series once they figured him out. Uh, I, I, I just see Milwaukee in like six. I, I don't think, I don't think uh, Lowry is going to be able to be there. I don't think Saikam's going to be able to compete with the length of Milwaukee like he was abusing against uh, God, uh, Toronto, not Toronto, Philly at times. Uh, yeah, I just think there's not going to be those lulls uh, against Milwaukee in the offensive game like there was against Philly, especially when they went to the bench squad. So I I just think Milwaukee's too much, especially if they somehow get Brogdon back. I think it's just too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you guys there so far. I mean, just to add to that, too, I'm taking Milwaukee in six games. Um, I think there's a lot, a lot of talent, and especially one of the things that I actually liked about um, the box is that they're – they're not afraid of the road. Uh, so to go on the road and, you know, in Boston, I thought at least, you know, they would maybe fall flat on one of those games. Maybe have a bad shooting night, some of the role players. But uh, you you actually have a little bit of veteran play from George Hill. So if George Hill can continue to play the way he's playing, um, Bledsoe, um, those two guys are actually going to make it a hard time for Kyle Lowry. So, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Kyle Lowry. That's going to be one of the biggest uh, key players that needs to come and show up and play. Um, especially, I don't. I feel like on the I think he end, is the biggest key. He, he's going to be. I, I think. I think you're you're going to get something as Siakam. What I think Siakam is going to get a little bit more uh, of a challenge, right? Uh, you have a little more length and size with this Milwaukee team, so you're going to get more of a challenge with Siakam. Um, but yeah, I, I can see him putting up maybe 15, 20 points as long as. And again, he definitely has to put up twenty points next to Kawhi. Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. I agree with you, T. If there's at some point this is looking like Kawhi, Kawhi cannot alone beat this Milwaukee team. Someone's got to step up. It's got to be Kyle Lowry. Do I see it happening? Probably not, especially if Bledsoe and George Hill are coming off uh, that one-two punch for the guard play and giving him a hard time. Um, So that's definitely not going to happen. And one of the other things, too, is Brogdon coming back. Definitely, I can see that. Uh, Chris Middleton has, has shot the ball pretty well in the playoffs. Uh, the nice thing about him is, again, these guys aren't afraid of the moment on the road, too. So they're going to be able to come in. Um, I would say, you know, obviously, if, if there's a split by chance in Milwaukee, Toronto takes one, okay, whatever. I don't see that happening, though. I think that the Bucks go up 2-0. Um, there's a potential for um, Toronto to take one, maybe game three. Um, but the Raptors take one. They 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 can take, excuse me, the uh, Bucks can take one in Toronto. I just don't see the Raptors having having what it takes so far. They're definitely going to get outplayed, but there can't be a lull. You guys are right. There absolutely cannot be any kind of lull from the Raptors front. 
otherwise, this one's over in six games. Uh, the Bucks go to the finals. Wow. Did you guys see that happening before the season started? Or were we all hooked on the Boston T? No, I didn't uh, think. I, mean, I didn't I think we were going to make that All right. Let's talk about the Western Conference here to wrap this one up. Uh, we got the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors, and they will be playing the Portland Trailblazers. And uh, who you guys got, Marcus? We'll start with you on this one. If KD comes back uh, five, if he doesn't, uh, maybe five again. Uh, I really don't see it going uh, long enough. I, I just is is Nurchik? What, what's what's his, what's what's going on with him? Not not Nurchik. Um, cancer. Big man. Cancer. Uh, I mean, he's just going to be, I feel like he's just going to be exposed defensively with a lot of pick and rolls and, oh man, like, like, they okay, let's play this. Golden State closed out, um, their last series abusing pick and roll. Um, they're going to abuse, just, they're just going to abuse cancer on pick and roll. That's just going to be so bad. Like, I, I, oh man, like Portland, I just, no. This is going to be a quick series. All right, fair enough. How about you, T? Blazers, Warriors, who you got? Um, I would love to see the Blazers win. Like, I, I, I'm a, you know me, I like the Warriors, but I really I really would love to see Dame and CJ, especially because I'm a big fan of CJ's podcast. But I really think CJ and Dame... Uh, I'm going to go with the Warriors. They need a third. They do. They do need a third piece. But I feel like if they're going to beat the Warriors, this is the year to do it. Um. Because the three peat is hard to do, um, but I do I do feel if KD if KD comes back because I mean, this this is what people forget right, and I try to explain this to people. The Warriors didn't need Kevin Durant; they could have just ran it back and won it next year by themselves. They just overreacted. You 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 know how like you get in an argument with your girl and your girl overreacted, and then later she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." That's all they did. They just overreacted because they were up three one, and everything had to go right for Cleveland in order for them to win. In order for them to come back and win that series. And then so when they signed Kevin Durant, they gave up a lot of their bench, a lot of their depth, a lot of who they of who made them the Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. So if Kevin Durant doesn't come back healthy, the Warriors will win. But it's going to be it's either going six or seven. Because the war like before in the past, it was just Stephen Clay and Draymond, but they had that bench to go with it. And they don't have that no more. See, so yeah, you make it games where Iggy plays well and Livingston plays well, but I don't think Draymond's going to give you like 16, 18, 20 points like he did like before he got hurt. I mean, before KD got there. I think that Draymond's long gone and I ain't never coming back. So I will say Warriors and six if KD doesn't come back. If KD comes back, it's probably Warriors and a sweep or Warriors and five. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven because I really believe Dame and CJ are focused and they're. And this is, they realize this is their time. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kevin Durant is definitely out for game one as announced by the Warriors. And uh, moving forward, I'm, I'm going Warriors in five, definitely either way, honestly. Um, I think you're right, though, on the uh, T with that comes onto the bench. Like, they have a weaker bench this time around. Obviously, you know, the KD signing does hurt that. It has a trickle-down effect. Um, but... I think that I saw enough. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sip the tea. I'm 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 definitely riding with it. Again, I'm I'm not. Everyone knows me. I'm not. A, you're not. I was gonna root for the Warriors, but look, I'm giving credit where it's due. I think that 
just hands down what I saw. Look, I, I used to hoop, so being able to see Curry and, and Clay, you know, kind of ride that team to a victory in a closeout game. I mean, you have to understand, like that's just, that's just not easy, right? That was that was a hard fought win right there, and they closed that series out. So I'm gonna ride the high of that into the series. Um, they're at home. They've had some time to kind of recollect, hit the reset button, kind of get some practice in without KD. Um, kind of figure out what you know who they can kind of bring off the bench at, at certain times. Uh, here's the thing to watch too. I think for Portland to have a chance, uh, definitely the rebounding. Uh, this is something that the the current Warrior team, if you can out rebound them, uh, you pretty much give yourself a chance. Uh, so that's definitely going to be key. The fun part about it is definitely watching this backcourt. Dame at least at some point believed that he's a better. They're the best backcourt. Him and CJ. Um, obviously CJ had the podcast where he, you know, he said they're they're uh, contenders, and KD kind of laughed about that after hearing it, right? So there's a lot of little background into this series that's that's gonna be fun to watch. Um, but here's the good part: I'm I'm kind of glad KD's out that first game, maybe the second or third game, so that we can really kind of see these, these two backcourts go at it because I think it's just definitely being competitive. I don't think defensively the Blazers can switch as quickly or keep up with what the, the Golden State Warriors will do. They'll have more flexibility without KD. Um, I think once the Warriors go up 2-0, it's a wrap, man. It's, it's five games at the most. Don't I don't, don't even look at it before it going seven. Um, but they need to split at least one of those two first games in uh, Golden State for this thing to even be close to six or seven games. So uh, Warriors in five either way. Um, but uh, I guess it looks like we're having a Bucks and uh, Warriors finals if it all boils down to our predictions here, fellas. I would not be angry with that at all. Absolutely not. I think Greek Freak's up next, and um, that that would be definitely fun. Hopefully a healthy KD will come back, and that would be definitely a fun finals. But uh, I'm going to say this, that if the Bucks get there, they got to win because, you know, the NBA changes so quick. I don't see them being as good as they are this year. So if they're going to, like, for example, I'll make it like like this. Remember the year the Hawks were the number one seed and no one took them serious and then they got to LeBron and they ended up losing. I'm not saying the Bucks would be like that, but I feel like the Bucks will take a step back next year. So if they're going to capitalize on having a home court advantage, being the best team in the league this year, this is the year to do it. Because I think next year everybody gets better and they take a step. I won't say they take a major step back, but they won't be the best team in the league. Oh yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with that. There's there's a lot that that's the landscape of the NBA can change absolutely, especially after this season too with the the free agents pending out there, and then you know who knows what happens to Toronto, obviously with Dick, you said with Philly. So no, I can definitely agree with that. All right, gentlemen, that is the end of our episode. Any shout outs for you guys at this present time? Any last minute thoughts? Any bets you guys lost? Uh, nah, man, I'm just. I'm just waiting for KD to be in Nick Jersey next year and uh, go from there. <laughs> we'll see about that. I mean, we got the lot. Is the lottery today? No, or that's tomorrow? actually before the game. Uh, game one of the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, guess we'll see the fate of the league tomorrow. Hopefully, you know, we'll get that number <laughs> one pick. Get a uh, Zion, KD, and Kawhi going. Oh, and you know the dynasty begins. Hmm. That's blue and orange, you know, dominance. It'd be great for the league. Nah, you guys starting to sound like Laker fans. You Good know, basketball in the mecca needs to happen. No, because we actually have the setup for it. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna bet on some aging LeBron to uh, <laughs> give us three years of glory and then you know leave us there again. Sorry, right, you're, you're canceled. 
we need a young team. We need a dynasty set up. Not a chop shop. You know, you pop, you know, you LA people love your pop-up shops. You turn your team, you turn your team to a pop-up shop for the next two years. Oh, LeBron's going to care. LeBron's going to carousel your roster, not really caring because, you know, whatever. He's already got his rings. <laughs> so y'all have y'all fun. There, there you have it, Knicks fans. There you have it. How about you, T? Any shout outs for you? Um, yeah, so it was a sports podcast um, that I was listening to. His uh, name was, was Tony and Shep. So I want to shout them out. Um, he was on my podcast. Uh, the uh, Shep was on my podcast last last week. So I wanted to shout them out. And I uh, just want to, you know, I hope the Sixers keep that around because I don't think it should be fired. I just want to let, let, let the masses know. So Elton Brand, if you're listening, just, you know. Also, if you listen to Elton Brand, I can run the team for you. You know, I can be your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you really need some help, I can help you out. Or like you could just hit me up. I uh, I don't need a lot. You could just give me a hundred thousand. We'll call it even for the first year. You know, just hit me up. Um, you know, my shout out actually. You know what? I haven't really told. We haven't been on the year since the Magic loss, but you know, shout out to them. Whatever we got to win. Whatever. Moving on. Actually, I really want to give a real <laughs> shout out to. <laughs> I really, really want to get a real shout out to um. I really want to give a real shout out to my boy Juan for uh, being a real jinx and a and a curse. Um, he's like the Drake of like my friends. Like, nah, man. Like, I just can't. I can't stand this. Tomorrow we're gonna see. Tomorrow he's going live with his picks. So he's become a little mini celebrity on Facebook. So tomorrow he's going live with his picks. So we'll see who he chooses and whoever he chooses, guys. I mean, there's a good chance that the opposite will happen. But um, except for like the Warriors, like. Just because he's a Cavs fan, I guess the Warriors just kind of debunk him. But, anyways, yeah, shout out to him, man. That's just ridiculous, dude. It's every, it's every sport, it's every time. So I guess I'll just give him a shout out because he took my money, thanks to Kawhi and his goddamn bounces on the rim. But, no, nah, I mean, I just want to shout out to the NBA in general. I feel like you know this is definitely like the year where we get to see a lot of different talent. We get to see the growth of certain players, teams, and. You know, obviously, with that comes failure. Not everyone's gonna be able to win, man. Like it comes on the two teams at the end of the day. So, the NBA is in good hands, man. I I can't say anything bad about the NBA right now. And if you do, and then screw you. But dude, this is some entertaining basketball. And uh, that's about it, guys. Live your dreams, because your dreams involve Katie and Kawhi in New York. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> that's a wrap.